Welcome to the Battle Tested Podcast, where we like to bring awareness around addiction and recovery because nobody's path is the same and they look very different. But did you know that one out of eight adults suffers from some sort of substance abuse and addiction related disorder? I mean, think about that. If we put that in perspective, we really can't go into a room or even or even past our household without evaluating that reality and knowing that there's a true epidemic at hand. My intention with this podcast is to bring more awareness and that resources and help are actually available out there for people who suffer with this because it's ongoing. Sometimes this is a lifelong process and for many people it will be. One out of eight people means one of your family members suffers from this. I know all of you listening out there probably has a family member that has suffered from alcohol abuse or some kind of drug-related abuse, and I know I can say the same. I don't feel our society is addressing this in the appropriate way, and I'm a firm believer in leading by example. But one of the things that's most perplexing to me about the topic of addiction is how little is known about it. Like This road to recovery is very different for everybody, so I'd like to talk about a couple of things just to get a baseline and an understanding for those of you listening out there that are trying to become more aware of the factors involved to understand their addicted partner, friend, relative, loved one, whoever that may be, so that you can get them the appropriate help, so that you can mentor them in the right ways. And this is a complex subject, and we very much have to approach this like a disease. The intricate realities of addiction is that this disease is not cured in the same way from individual to individual, from person to person. It can be approached in many different ways. There's plenty of organizations out there that have left their print behind trying to approach it in a certain manner. You have a multitude of different entities that are trying to project the same message, but often the underlining message is the same. And there's a cycle to addiction that not a lot of people are aware of. The addiction cycle and the phases of chronically relapsing throughout this disease are not relevant to many people out there. So I'd like to bring light to some of the things that are not completely aware. You know, there's sometimes a perception that addiction is something that either exists in a person's character or it does not. Like it's one way or the other, like somebody has a choice. But this idea can lead to a belief that a person who is struggling with addiction to any sort of substance, whether that be drugs or alcohol, may have one drink or tried an illicit drug one time and immediately becomes addicted. However, the reality is a bit more complex than that. So there's phases of addiction. So let's break down some of those six phases of addiction. Number one, the initial use. Two, being the abuse. Three, being tolerance. Four, being the dependence. Five, being the addiction. And then six, being relapse. So you can see how this perpetuation repeats itself from the initial use all the way to relapse and how this can become a vicious cycle for somebody to escape. So let's get into some of the meat of that a little bit. As defined by American Society of Addiction Medicine, addiction is a chronic brain disease that affects the brain's reward, pleasure, memory, and motivation. Like many chronic diseases, it does not just spring up in one day. Often several circumstances line up in order to get there. So over time, it causes an individual 
who will otherwise enjoy casual drinking or avoid substance abuse to become addicted to drugs or alcohol. So the process of developing an addiction in this case tends to occur over a series of stages and like other chronic illnesses often turn into a cycle of addiction. So that's what we're talking about, the cycle of addictions over time, the initial use, the abuse, the tolerance, the dependence, the addiction, and then all the way back into the relapse and repeating this cycle. A person who's only occasionally had a drink may over the years develop a drinking habit, which turns into alcoholism. This happens all the time. Sometimes these stages may occur simultaneously as an example for illicit substance use to fill a high, even one use is considered to be abuse. Some of these illicit substances can also result in tolerance within one or two stages. Nevertheless, in a majority of cases, all of these steps and stages are part of chronic cycle addiction. On the other hand, the addictive potential of some drugs may be so strong that it seems to be an immediate addiction that may develop. However, for the vast majority of people struggling with addiction, there are stages of substance use or abuse that leads up to circumstances resulting in a person becoming addicted. In general, the stages are, as we have mentioned, the initial use, the abuse, tolerance, dependence, addiction, and then of course relapse, propelling an individual into this perpetuation. The initial use, so let's break, let's break down initial use a little bit. So there are many reasons that an individual who ends up struggling with addiction might try a substance to start with. It can be as seemingly benign as getting a prescription to manage pain or a mental health issue. As culturally typical as trying a first drink at the age of 21 or as insidious as being pressured by friends, family, to try an illicit drug, or even alcohol. Regardless of how the initial use occurs, it is the first step towards addiction. Whether or not the initial use is more likely to lead to addiction is often irrelevant, and it becomes a matter of individual circumstances. But it also comes down to some higher risk factors in developing an addiction. And some of these risk factors can include family history of substance abuse and other mental health disorders, the abuse or the neglect, chaotic living environment, peer group or family that is permissive about substance use, depression, social issues, or even loneliness. These are some of the underlying symptoms that can cause somebody to over time become addicted or to fall into those stages of addiction. Nevertheless, even these risk factors won't necessarily lead you to high-risk individuals developing a substance use disorder like addiction. Other contributing factors often factor in as well, including the subsequent stages of addiction. So the abuse. Let's talk about the abuse a little bit. The next stages of addiction within the cycle is substance abuse. This is the point at which a person is using the substance on a recurring and proper basis. Simply define substance abuse as using a substance in a way that is harmful. Perhaps the individual who has taken a prescription painkiller decides to take higher doses or uses a medication more frequently. Another example is that a person who engages in regular binge drinking or who occasionally uses cocaine whether or not the substance is being abused often depends on the substance itself 
and how it acts within that individual's body. A euphoric response or to get that high, right? That the drug creates. So the drug creates this high rather than for the social or treatment aspect of the substance. In some cases, substance abuse first occurs in a person who is using the drug to self-treat mental or physical issues without the advice of a doctor. So let's talk about tolerance a little bit. When a person has, has been using a prescription drug or abusing other substances over a long period of time, the substance can cause changes in the brain that result in tolerance. So this can also be further described as, as one in which the original dosage or use of the substance no longer produces the same physical or mental effect. The person using the substance may increase the dosage or the frequency of the dosage and try to recapture the original result. For a while, this might work, then over time, there's this buildup of tolerance to the new dosage that are occurring. And then the person continues to increase the dosage, creating this progression into a heavy substance abuse. Tolerance is an indication that the brain has changed in responding to the drug or methamphetamines or other stimulants. This could include the loss of certain brain chemical receptors or a decrease of brain chemical production. Slowly, the person's brain adjusts and changes how it responds to the presence of the drug. This over time will lead to the next stages of addiction within the cycle, which is dependence. Dependence, at a certain point, the body and the brain becomes dependent on having the substance to be able to function properly. As an example, a person who has been using cocaine or meth for such a long time, they may find it impossible to feel pleasure without this drug being in their system. This is actually a condition called adedonia. For example, a person with chronic asthma may be dependent on a daily medication in order for a person to be able to breathe properly. However, this is not addiction. In this case, the body was not working properly before the drug was introduced and the individual is using the medication to correct that malfunction. The drug in this example is not causing any dysfunction. However, if a person has been using a drug to treat another condition and becomes dependent on that drug to feel good, separate from the condition being treated, it may be a type of dependence that leads to addiction. Addiction is a specific chronic mental health disorder that results in defined symptoms and behaviors that can be used to diagnose the condition. So there's 11 signs of symptoms of substance use disorder like addiction. Uh, these include using more of a substance than the person originally planned, being unable to stop using the substance, experiencing relationship problems based off of the substance use, spending large amounts of time seeking or using the substance or recovering from it, reducing participation in your favorite activity in favor of the substance use, being unable to keep up with daily responsibilities due to a substance use, craving the substance, continuing to use the substance despite negative health effects, regularly using the substance in dangerous situations such as driving or operating heavy machinery, things of that nature, developing tolerance for the substance. And then of course, experiencing withdrawal symptoms when you stop the use of whatever the substance may be. In general, experiencing two to three of these symptoms is considered a mild substance use disorder. Reporting four to five of these leads into a diagnosis of moderate disorder. And if the person is experiencing six or more of these symptoms, 
It is considered to indicate a severe substance use disorder or addiction. So let's talk about our last stage for a little bit, which is relapse. This is a hallmark of any chronic condition is the potential for the person to relapse. And chronic conditions like diabetes or asthma, relapse is often expected. And medical personnel work together to determine the treatment that makes it possible to manage the condition. Addiction is no different from these conditions. In fact, relapse rates from addiction at 40 to 60% are similar to those for asthma at 50 to 70%. And adult onset diabetes is 30 to 50%. Sometimes the initial treatment is not quite right. Or the person starts trying to quit without the appropriate help. And over time, control is lost and the person relapses and continues to use the drug. However, this is not an indication that a person has failed, only that treatment needs to be adjusted. So what are we doing with individuals who suffer from addiction to reevaluate the treatment needs? How are we adjusting? Are we just using one fixed template to get our information from? Because if we are, I feel that we're doing it wrong. The message is the same and we're trying to get people out the clutches and the control of certain substance abuse issues. As an individual may go through multiple attempts to stop using a substance before realizing that that addiction has become a factor. However, when addiction is diagnosed, it is possible to interpret this cycle of addiction, abstinence, and relapse by getting professional treatment that is backed by research showing the ability to help. Multiple methods, including cognitive and behavioral therapies, peer group support, and other physical and mental health treatments can encourage the person to develop tools for managing this chronic reoccurring condition and reduce the likelihood of relapse to the drug. These individuals can learn to interpret the addiction cycle and move forward into sustained abstinence that heralds recovery and results in a more positive, productive future. So these are some of the ground basics of the addiction cycle. And as we get into more episodes down the line, We'll get into my story and how addiction has affected my life, my loved ones, you know, myself with my own personal actions. And I also get with some other coaches that I've met along the way that are just as passionate as I am about this topic and trying to propel the best versions of ourselves to become more present, to sustain betterment in our wheelhouse of wellness so that we can have and enjoy a better quality of life. It is my hope that some of the information that I shared with you today can garnish a deeper understanding around addiction. And just being aware of it, just acknowledging it, and being a resource for somebody else in need may make the difference to save their lives. Know that your voice matters and that you're not alone. And until next time, be kind to one another. You never truly know what somebody may be going through and the impact that it truly has on them.